Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about the warrior? The Statue of Liberty is kaput. Disconcerting. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Hello, you're listening to the Sinner Siblings Podcast, the podcast where these two idiots take turns drafting movies and making themselves look like assholes. <laughs> All right, well, talking about? <laughs> welcome into the Sinner Siblings Podcast, the podcast where two brothers pick a category within film and mock draft their best possible top five. I'm Ian. And I'm James. And um, James, we have a guest here today tonight so uh go ahead and introduce our repeat offender our repeat offender is josh here uh i was about to, i almost messed up and said former marine <laughs> marine no longer no longer active duty right <laughs> but uh also a fellow marine, english teacher hello outside there in the world he was with us on our Saving Private Ryan discussion, or deep dive. Um, and uh, yes, you guessed it. We're drafting Arnold, the governator himself, but not Arnold movies uh, themselves. Um, so James, explain uh, what we are drafting. So today we are drafting, after much debate, deliberation, and arguing, Arnold moments, the best Arnold Schwarzenegger moments. So uh, we, we found that trying to split his movies three ways, five times, honestly, it was going to leave us with some stinkers. So <laughs> we decided that really the best way to do this and handle it was to take the best Arnold moments. And it gives these two guys a chance to uh, put themselves out there with their Arnold impersonations, which I won't do because I can do accents, but... Austrian is not one of them. Right. And I think this is the way to go. Arnold, like his movies mostly are not great, but I think that they're all watchable because of Arnold himself has just got this sort of electric charisma that only he has. Right. And Agreed. Uh, he, a lot of his moments in these so-called bad films uh, make them worthwhile. And I think some of the ones we're going to touch on today really make, are, I mean, are really going to be from some bad movies. I mean, uh, you're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> Face it, Batman and Robin is terrible, but his, his take on Mr. Freeze is <laughs> something to behold for sure. Well, I'll wait until we're done and see what you guys pick. I'm assuming you will not pick the worst film there is and I know Jamie did not know what the film was earlier, so I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but I'll Hercules in New it. York? Oh, no, much worse. Oh. Red Sonia? <clears throat> much worse. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, as always, we're going to play a little game to see who goes first. And that is the actor's category game. And we're going to shuffle the deck of actors. And hopefully we don't come across one that we've already done. 
And if we do, we probably won't do any better than we did last time. <laughs> Have we done Tom Cruise before? No. All right, let's do some Tom Cruise movies. Uh, Josh, you're our guest, so why don't you start us off with a Tom Cruise movie? Um, Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible. Top Gun. Oh, so you just get to go second. The Color of Money. Days of Thunder. Jerry Maguire. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible 4. Well, that's not the name of the movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jack Reacher. Isn't that just Mission Impossible by another name? <laughs> it's based on a book. Okay. Who's talking? Yours. Cocktail. Risky Business. Mm. I'm out. Okay. Who's turn? Yours. You already said it. <laughs> oh well. Crud. So this actually puts me on on, on spot to get. I honestly couldn't this. remember if I said that or not. Oh man. Um. Okay. So I guess let's dive into. Round one. Round one. All right. So Round one is underway. Jamie, you have the first pick, so go ahead. All right. So, honestly, the best Arnold movie is T2. And yeah. The, uh, okay, 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 okay. My favorite Arnold movie is I two. don't think it's really debatable that T2 is his best movie. I think it is. He could argue Terminator, but. Um, sure, okay. but anyway. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Anyway, so my favorite from that is I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. No! <laughs> no, car. it's my number one! <laughs> yes! No! <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the barroom brawl that yes, ensues and, afterward. And yes. the, the poor, the poor bar owner, you know. But you know, the, the putting out of the cigar on his chest and Dude. like this whole thing, it's it's just it's like there's a comical element to it, but because of it's also like our first real you know introduction to him, you know. In in this is T two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because I get some of them confused but like it's so dark and but still comically twisted it's not like um you know they do this scene in, in you know most of the Terminators I think the, the Rise of the Machines has the really comical one where he's like at a strip club or whatever <laughs> and take off your I, clothes I, yeah patience baby right and you know th that's like just overtly comical but it's all it's kind of like a staple of the uh of the franchise and that is that's the best for me yeah, and i think in this moment you don't really um you don't really know what you're getting into yet because no. he yeah he he kind of he comes off as sort of a villain again in this in this movie and uh we quickly realize that it's different that he is there to keep john connors alive all right all right so, so josh what you think all right so are we going on to my first pick well if you have something to add to that one no um 
not technically that scene. I don't think I can really add anything other than what Jamie said. It's a great scene. Love the whole film. I don't honestly think it's his best film. Uh, I think it's probably the number two. No pun on the title. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, Josh, it is your round one pick. Okay, well, I told Jamie that I was going to start with a movie that neither one of you would probably pick, but I lied. I'm going to go ahead and talk about Terminator. Hmm. All right, so um, my favorite scene from the Terminator, we're talking about 1984, which was a great and fabulous year, um, is the opening scene. So iconic. Such a grab you <laughs> moment. That opening sequence, the beginning of this franchise, when it's nighttime, it's in the gritty city, you got one long garbage truck in, in the alleyway that's, that's about to pick up a can, and uh, lightning comes out of nowhere, and then there's suddenly a naked man on the ground. And he's a massive naked man oh, on the ground and startles the guy on the truck. He runs away, and then Arnold stands up in the midst or the smoke, and you have just behind him is this big piece of machinery. So you got this human flesh, which is really machine, standing in front of this large contraption, this big machine. And that's that moment that just grabs you. You know, you don't even know what you're in for just yet. If you're watching this for the first time in 1984, you have no idea what's happening. And then he goes out, of course, and he oversees the city. He looks out into the city lights, and he finds those three punks that start making fun of him. You know, they ask a stupid question that he doesn't know how to answer other than just repeating their words. You know, it's, time for the, it's nice and nice for the walk. And then, of course, he does quick work with them, picks one up by the throat. And this scene, I was telling Jamie, was perfect because they don't show the actual sequence of the violence. His whole head and neck is out of the screen, but as Arnold squeezes this man's neck, you can hear the gushing of the flesh. And then his body drops to ground without his fist ever opening up. So his throat is still in the middle of Arnold's hand and his face, the machine's face never flinches. He stays stoic the entire time. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, this is a, one of the best openings to most franchises i think but by far the way his <clears throat> his acting is is pretty underrated in this movie i think it like mm -hmm. you said he's stoic the entire time no emotion like it's hard to act with no emotion just deliver these lifeless lines um but i think it's it's pretty uh, his his villain performance in this is pretty underrated and i think as movie villains go arnold and terminator is uh pretty awesome well it's also very much forgotten too because of his heroics in the subsequent terminator films um which is definitely overshadowed terminator i honestly like terminator almost stands alone as a as a film as again you know, kind of a sci-fi horror flick um whereas t2 really kind of opens up the whole franchise as you know as to what could be happening, although it just kind of rehashes the plot of the first um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, so, but I like the pick. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. Thank you. Um, so it's my turn. Yes, sir. Y'all took Terminator 1, Terminator 2. I could go with another Terminator 2 moment, and I may later on, but I don't think um, it's as iconic. Well, it might be, but... I'm going with Predator, and the scene I'm thinking, I'm the scene I'm thinking of, 
the first one that comes to my mind, uh, probably because of how much of a meme it is now, is uh, is Dylan. <laughs> Arnold or uh, Dutch and Dylan uh handshake and kind of show of strength they're the muscles just kind of on the screen here um and they zoom in on their on their biceps and then uh, <laughs> Arnold's face he's just like I'm still stronger than you but yeah Carl Weathers plays Dylan uh and Arnold Schwarzenegger of course Dutch in Predator there's a lot of iconic moments in all three of these movies, but I think uh, this one is a little bit of levity before the absolute carnage that uh, ensues afterward. Right. It's one of those moments that really helps us like learn to care about the characters so that we kind of feel something for them when their life is at risk. It kind of makes the stakes actually stakes mm-hmm. for us. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was not expecting that pick, but uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you saw my. I need your, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle before I, before I could get to it. So, uh, uh, but that's my fault in not knowing Tom Cruise uh, movies, apparently, well, which I could probably name a thousand now. But, um, yeah. So Predator, Dutch and Dylan reuniting. That's my number one pick, right. and we're going into round two. We are going into round two. It's my pick. Round two. Snakey snake draft, my pick again, and I'm going with Kindergarten Cop. And it's the moment is definitely going to be, we're going to play a fun new game. It's called Police School. <laughs> You're soft. You like discipline. No more Mr. Kimball. Can I go to the bathroom? No, there is no bathroom. No more mommies and daddies coming around you and wiping your little tushes. Oh no, <laughs> jacked. <laughs> this is my favorite. Uh, it, it's kind of coupled with the moment. It was like, uh, bring your toy back to the carpet. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of me and my daughter. <laughs> it's such a. This is his best comedy, I believe. I firmly oh, believe. By far his best is, comedic performance. One of my uh, favorite uh, favorite movies of his was one of my favorite uh, '90s comedies. Period. Yeah, he so. he just his comedic performance in this is is brilliant. I mean, it's there's and this is chock full of moments. We could all take our best kindergarten cop moments and fill fifteen, you know, fifteen slots we got here, mm-hmm. uh, but. Mine is definitely police school because it's it's just so it's so funny. Like I, I can't even explain why it's funnier than all the other moments, but it might be uh, the, when he just goes on his little rant about mommies and daddies wiping your little tushes, and all the kids are like, <sighs> "Okay, well, part of it I think is okay." So Josh and I are both teachers. You have been a substitute teacher, like. Yeah. One also, there is a reason that you know we all I think stick stuck mostly in high school, maybe middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's a certain kind of crazy you gotta be to to teach elementary, or you just gotta really really be good with and love kids. 
because they're going to tire you out. But it, it's, it's kind of fun to see a, you know, the, the opening of the film is, is so like, it starts out like this action flick, you know, stereotypical Arnie film. And he's, he's Detective John Kimball and he's got, I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> and like it's this it's you're going like okay this is gonna be another arnie film and and then you're like oh man he's got a real challenge here where he's got to get in touch with that nurturing side um because he's he's this real dark you know and, and i don't usually like the term but toxic masculine kind of guy who's not balanced he's got no balance in his life right so you know, one of the things that, that real men are capable of, of doing, you know, when they've got that balance in their life, they've got that nurturing aspect where they can take care of children um, because that's part of what we are wired to do, um, at least when we're wired healthily. So it's really fun to see that struggle because it's both internal and external because also managing a class for full of kindergartners which that's a huge class of kindergartners mm -hmm. like that class there, <laughs> there are some characters in that classroom oh, for sure I'll tell you what uh, but i don't want to get too far into all the other moments because in case y'all want to take one um because yeah. those are still on the table but this moment i feel like is when he really starts to take command of the classroom. Mm -hmm. He, he kind of applies what he understands and what he knows to, um, you know, how to deal with adults. And he, he kind of translates that into how to deal with kids with the help of his uh, under the weather uh, partner who was supposed to take the job. But um, yeah, okay. that's my number two pick. All right, Josh, you're number two. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to stay with kindergarten cops since we're oh, on the topic. This is going to be kindergarten cop round. because <laughs> Number two, kindergarten cop. All right. So there's a lot of great scenes I could take from this. And I have two of them specifically written down here. And luckily, it was not the one that Ian just picked. Um, but my favorite scene in kindergarten cop is one of those moments where, you know, it shies away from that action film and really turns into the comedy of errors that we, we love it for. Um, it's the moment where he's walking down the hallway with Miss Joyce, the beautiful school teacher who he falls in love with or has that thing for. You know, and she turns back at him and says, you know, kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. And then he just looks at her and says, it's okay. Don't worry. Everything is under control. And then you can almost hear the pretend narrator say, but everything was not under control <laughs> and he opens up the door to the classroom and you've got kids dumping flour on each other like half of them are naked running around in circles screaming and yelling knocking desk over and he just looks at him and loses his cold and says shut <laughs> yelling and screaming just to shut up the vein in his neck just yes yes it looks like he was actually in the gym working out at that moment i mean he had totally lost his shit and uh, he's just screaming and yelling at these kids. And I've been there before with teenagers who were doing much minor things than this. So I totally understand where he's going. Yeah. This is a great moment for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and like you said, it's subtle because you don't really, it's kind of like a, like not, it's, it's, it's a subtle moment and that explodes as soon as the door to his classroom opens. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so definitely I, I love this. I get 
I love this movie. Uh, like, unashamed, love this movie through and through. Uh, yes, it's very kind of so formulaic, put yeah. in cheesy, but it's hilarious. I don't, I don't know how formulaic it, it is. I mean, I guess some, but it, it's a little bit... I don't know if it's the charm of, of the watching what's actually happening, but it's like the whole plot seems a little bit convoluted. This is really the way that they're gonna, they're sending an undercover cop to be a substitute teacher at a school. So out, you know, out of state so they can get this guy cause they think he's gonna come. You know, it's like, to, it's a little convoluted the whole thing, but it's so wonderful <laughs> anyway. But, um, so for, for my second round pick, I'm going to stick with it. And I, I'm going to pick the, the line that got quoted most of the, it might be a tumor. It's, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor not a at all. <laughs> this, this whole, this whole like questioning of, you know, with the kids, it's the same sort of thing where he's, he's learning them, but they're just being themselves. And this is really like kind of the relationship building aspect of it. So I think this, I think this takes place after police school. Before, uh, I, it, it I don't before know. Because he's having these conversations, but I can't remember. I've seen the movie fairly recently, but I didn't like jot down every bit. I got the headache. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a tumor. <laughs> yeah. But this one, and you know, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> you know, it's just, is this this is is this right before he does the uh, we're going to play a fun new game? Who's your daddy and what does he do? I think so. It's it's around yeah. there, um, but it's that same like you know kids are on the carpet and they're they're doing the sharing times. You know it's it it's just wonderful and it's that same sort of growth that we see and this is one of those things where the character that in one of these you know, action movies, the, the protagonist is actually growing as a human, um, which is one of the things I think that lends some charm to this, where most of those films, you know, they're like, well, he's your action hero. He started badass, he finishes badass, he's didn't really have anywhere to grow, but this actually puts the action hero in the role of not just taking care of one kid, which we do see in Terminator 2, but he's not human there, so it's a little bit different. Um, He's a cybernetic organism, living tissue over <laughs> crafted exoskeleton. He's so daggum quotable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're, we're seeing something with him that's a little bit more deep for an action, for, a, for what's really a relatively shallow action film. So yeah, yeah. anyway, that was my sure. round two. I guess we're going yeah. into round, round three. three. Round three. All right, okay. Jamie, um, it's your turn, buddy. Okay, I'm going to we're gonna I'm gonna leave Terminator, leave Kindergarten Cop, and go into Total Recall. Spoiler warning! Oh, I got two from there, but the one is just like <laughs> out. But um, I'm I'm gonna pull my my Arnie one-liner here. Okay. <laughs> where he, uh, spoiler, shoots his wife at the end, who is the villain, Sharon, the, played by Sharon Stone. 
And she's mm-hmm. like, you can't kill me. We're married. He shoots her and he goes, consider it a, a, a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, there's so many good, horrible one-liners in all these Arnold films. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, there's one thing everybody's got to go see is, is the ABCs according to... Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. where they use all these one-liners. <clears throat> it's Satana. Satana made a cameo. Yeah. So, that was my round three pick. I almost watched this movie the other day, and because it's on Netflix right now, but I, I, um, I definitely remember the scene. I quoted it as you oh, picked yeah. it, so uh-huh. it's, it's a weird movie. Oh, yeah. It, I watched it as a kid. Uh, we watched it as kids. I'm sure you were there, probably. Yeah, for sure. um, like, and looking back, it's like I would not let my kids watch this. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing that stuck out to me most as a kid was the chick with the three tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're gonna have to go add the the warning ahead of time that this is gonna <laughs> too many Arnold's movies are rated R. Um, so this oh, is yeah. not your family friendly episode. All right. I guess that means Josh. Turn. Yes. Okay. So, um, my other kindergarten cop pick was, was somewhat taken a moment ago after the actual pick was given. So I'll skip over that. Um, I'm going to move on to my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film, a little film in 1985 called Commando. Oh my God. Oh, this is a special one. I love Commando with all of my heart. Um, so for those of you that have never seen it, I know Jamie said he's not too sure about the film. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays retired special forces soldier named John Matrix. He lives with his daughter, Jenny, who is Alyssa Milano. Still is Alyssa Milano, but uh, <laughs> still the same person. But they live in isolation. He's done with his job. He's retired from the gig. He uh, wants to live, you know, by himself. But he's pulled back in. Um, Army intel sends him information. We need your help. And he's like, get out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm done. But, of course, the bad guys find him, kidnap his daughter, and he has to get her back. So it sounds familiar, right? This is taken zero, right? Taken <laughs> 0.1, yes. So... On his way to get his daughter back, he has to go through um, many different people. And killing these many different people, um, he has a lot of great one-liners. For instance, he's on a plane, and uh, the guy who's actually bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting next to him, he's kidnapped him. He said, I'm bringing you to um, our leader so you can discuss things with him so you can go kill the guy we need you to kill so you can get your kid back. And he snaps the man's neck while sitting next to him on the plane and he puts a pillow in his lap, pulls his hat over his face, puts a blanket on him and he looks over at the, um, the, the attendant and says, excuse me, please do not disturb my friend. He's dead tired. And then of course, <laughs> and then of course leaves the plane and you know, goes on to do what he needs to do. And moments later, of course, he runs into uh, the other guy that he needs to kill, um, which earlier in the film, he told him, he goes, I like you, Sully. I'll kill you last. So when he catches up with Sully and he finally has him in his grasp and he wants the information from him, he's holding him upside down over a cliff. One-handed. 
Yeah, by the ankle. He says, remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last? He said, that's right, Matrix, you did. I lied. I lied. You just <laughs> dropped him. And you see this tiny little man compared to Arnold Schwarzenegger fall. It's, uh, it's such a mannequin, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. This okay. is like that 19 This movie is bonkers. Oh, yeah. This I, movie's I read, bonkers. I think I heard, like, read or heard the body count. Uh, his body count in that movie is like 80 something. Oh, it's, it's, it's And they're all, like, brutally. Like, I mean, we get some great one liners in this movie, but uh, I'll not talk about them until later. But his, yeah, his kill count is insane in this movie. And he's just like, he's got an invincibility cheat code on, and he's just uh, running through. Oh, yes. It's Condra. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. All right. So it's my round three pick? Yep. Yep. I don't know what I should take here. I don't want to go back to Terminator. I may have to because those are the best lines. All right. I'm going to go back to Terminator. My round three pick, he has frozen the T-1000. Hasta la vista. Baby, <laughs> and kills the T one thousand. Finally, after throwing everything he has at this liquid metal mayhem, uh, he finally gets rid of it. Yeah, that, and we get a great mm-hmm. iconic line here. <laughs> yeah, that, that that line is iconic. It becomes kind of one of the staples of the Terminator franchise but it's also one of the ones that they've had to make fun of because it's so cheesy like even knowing that it's cheesy you can't make it not cheesy like there's a lot of other lines that it's like okay i can accept it but that one's just so bad (laughs) it's so good though but didn't oh. that scene and that that phrase have a lot of buildup throughout the movie where it was used a couple times yeah he's yeah. like learning yeah. things yeah mm-hmm. and that, that's one of the good aspects of that movie is there there is some level of him learning social cues so it's it works i think yeah for sure so yeah that's my round three pick and now we're going to my round four pick round four Round four. Let's go into round four. All right. So this is, uh, I'm going to break away from the action again. And uh, we're going to a little movie he did with Sir Danny DeVito. (laughs) All twins. And he plays this ridiculous basically cybernetic, not cybernetic, uh, you know, enhanced in a lab, genetically enhanced in a lab sort of specimen. And he's wandering around the city for the first time. And he's looking at all these like scantily clad mannequins and their bustiers and all this other stuff. And uh, somebody kind of walks up to him and says, Hey, you like, you looking for something for the old lady? And he says something. And then a guy on a motorcycle comes by. And tries to grab Arnold's briefcase. And Arnold pulls him off of the motorcycle. And they're like, what are you doing, man? You could have killed him. And he said, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my oh, 
like, that's like like one of my top uh moments in that movie that one and there's another one uh i may talk about it later but it's it's just hilarious but um yeah have y'all seen this movie recently it's on yeah, hbo max it's been a long, so. long time. yeah we watched it the other night emily was like oh i have never seen twins and i know you're doing the arnold thing so let's watch it and I was like, all right sure always down for some arnold comedic performance so yeah that is my round four pick all right josh okay i'm gonna go ahead and go with terminator 2 and my favorite scene i was telling jamie earlier although i love terminator 2 i honestly think it's a great film i do like terminator 1 more but uh, Terminator 2 is a brilliant film in many different ways. But there was only one scene that really stood out to me that I, I didn't even have to think about. Um, it's the chase scene. You know, when Eddie Furlong or John Connor, of course, is on his dirt bike and he's yes. flying around the corner and uh, the 18 wheeler is behind him, but he's got, you know, he's got enough distance and T-1000 runs down the truck, jumps in, grabs the man, throws him out and takes the command of this truck that, to an 80s kid looked like a black Optimus Prime. You know, the, the, the flat nose diesel truck, you know, it's totally black. And it's chasing him down and um, he finally outruns the thing. And it's like that moment of just still, quiet, calm. He's won. He, you know, T, T-1000, nowhere near. But what happens is he, he gets lulled into that sense. And then he starts to hear the rumbling before the audience does. And you see that diesel engine flying over the overpass coming down into the ravine slamming into the ground and then what he just got to start his bike up and just keep running again and then here comes arnold nonchalantly riding a harley davidson you know all cool calm and collective with his shotgun in his right hand and he opens up fire on a padlock to get through a fence and then chases him down overtakes the truck saves the kid truck blows up and he just stares it down and just leaves. And I don't know, this, this moment is where, you know, the Terminator becomes a good guy to me. This is that moment where he, I realize and understand that he's there to protect John Connor. And the idea between what he was and what he is now, of course, completely changed. And it's where I really bought into his character. Just a great, a great scene overall. Although Arnold doesn't have a lot to do with the scene as far as overall. That seems like six or seven minutes long. Arnold's only there for like 45 seconds. Right, but he does have the badass cock the sawed-off shotgun with one arm. Oh, yeah. He's, it's like a spin. He's move. spinning around like a gunslinger. Wow. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's... Uh, talking about action heroes, uh, there'll definitely be a draft we'll do one day as, uh, you know, top action heroes. Arnold is... He's up there, man. Like, him and Stallone, for sure, neck and neck, but there's some things that Arnold does that I'm just like... Does he have much competition, like of all these characters he portrays? But um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about one of his movies yet. Uh, but I guess with, there's still time. Um, so, whose whose turn is it? It's mine for my round four. Gotcha. Um, and I'm really quite I'm not sure what I want to pick. You know what? I'm gonna I I can't do the whole line, but it's from Last Action Hero. And it's, it's such a corny movie and I never really loved the film at all, but he's, he's trying to prove that he can't, his 
speech patterns, you know, what he's going to say can't be predicted. So it goes, you know, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Yes, I wrote <laughs> down the line. I wrote the line down. He didn't know I was going to say that, did you? <laughs> he didn't box the guy. He um, says something like, you've probably seen these movies where they say, oh, shit, I, I think I've, I've, I can't find where I wrote it down. They're like, uh, yeah, it's like, make my day. and uh, Yeah, make my day. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> so, but he, I just love. Does it. he like bust? Does he like in the scene? Does he punch through the the the, the window glass in the car and pull I the think, guy out? I yeah, I think so. I think that's what he does in that scene. And then he, it's just such a good. It's like some of these things. Some of these films, like I haven't seen since they came out. I watched Last Action Hero in the theater, and that was the last time I watched the film. Hmm. And either that or it was, you know, a blockbuster rental when it was new release, you know. Yeah, I'm, but I'm seen it pretty it. sure I saw it in the, the theater. But anyway, the um like that's a scene that stick sticks out. Like a lot of his stuff, I don't know if it was the time period in which to in which I watched it, but those films, they just have so many pieces of hilarity and badassery and all mixed into one. It's just I think that's why Arnold movies are the are the memorable pieces that they are, even when they're so bad, because mm-hmm. they're also like it's so good. <laughs> it's like right. so bad and so good, you love it. Oh, I guess I guess I got to go on to the next thing. We're gonna go ahead in uh, into round five. Round five. <laughs> <sighs> I don't wanna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't wanna. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. It's just so horrible. All right. So the <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in Pumping Iron. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Is that on the table? <laughs> That's on the table. I totally would have taken this already. <laughs> Is it the moment you're thinking of? Hey, uh, that I'm thinking of? And I'm gonna I'm gonna let Josh do some impressions here. It's, it's he's basically... talking about how much like how working out makes him feel. And it, it's like coming to an, an oh, orgasm, gosh. and then he keeps again, talking about. Again. I get to go home and I come with with a woman, and I get to come here and pump iron and come here. I just always coming. <laughs> so it's like, and he's it's, 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 it's this European like so discomfort, uh, just a regular comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm, we're go- we're gonna talk about sex. It's fine. We're gonna do that. That's okay. <laughs> like our American sensibilities, you know, puritanical as we are, unwittingly as it may be, you're just like going, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's saying this to the person he doesn't know on camera for everybody to hear." And uh, yeah, I don't know that I really want to work out next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I don't. I can't believe. That's on the, I didn't know that was on the table, to be fair. <laughs> what a, okay, so this is my round five? I, I, yeah. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> I think we need to move on. <laughs> okay. Well, after that, um, <laughs> going back to something more serious, I guess. All right. So this is one of my favorite scenes from my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Once again, going back to Commando. Um, 
in between the one-liners earlier, in between his friend dying on the plane, and in between dropping Sully off, he had to, of course, find Sully, right? So after he uh, leaves the plane, he trails down the girl, Cindy, that he was with earlier, and talks her into helping him. So she's supposed to lull Sully into his grasp, but things go wrong, and uh, the girl kind of, you know, asks for his help. Sully realizes Arnold's tailing him, and uh, then, of course, the mall cops also realize Arnold's doing something mischievous. So they approach him, and all chaos ensues, of course. They have a huge battle inside the mall. And, of course, to an 80s kid, seeing all this stuff occur in the mall, that was fan-freaking-tastic, <laughs> right? It's like a big dream. All right, so one of my favorite scenes, of course, is uh, him picking up the phone booth that Sully's in, and he pulls it over his head. He actually military presses the thing, throws it on the ground. And then after that, he's exerted so much energy, all the mall cops run up on him. There's nine of these guys. They all jump on top of him, have him down on the ground, but you, we all know Arnold's going to get out of that. So what does he do? He throws them all off. He stands up and throws all nine officers <laughs> across the mall and then considers to beat each one up individually. And um, just like a gladiator. It was just a fun scene to watch. Then, of course, he swings across the, the, the mall with a big rubber balloon as he untaches from another balloon and stretches us across the, uh, the mall. It was just a great, great scene. And this, this, this center of capitalism, you know, 80s excess, over the top, everything being overdone, beautiful scene. Nice. Josh grew up in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> it was back before Cortana closed. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace. Yes. All right, Ian. So it's the last Fine. pick. You got the final before, pick. Before some bench warmers, this is the last pick. <sighs> and I'm going with a Christmas movie. <laughs> I talked about it briefly on our Christmas movie draft, but there's a scene where he's in a payphone. He rings home to call his wife, and his neighbor answers the phone. Hello? It's Phil Hartman, of course. He's like, hello, hey, uh, why are you answering my phone? <laughs> oh, well, you know, she's just in the shower. Do you want me to go get her? No, I don't want you to go get her. Mm, these cookies. Who told you you could eat my cookies? <laughs> mm, so these like cookies are up. so good. <laughs> Put the cookie down. This entire scene leading up to Put the Cookie Down is brilliant. This is another one of those just... Arnold getting so angry that it's hilarious, like he does in Kindergarten Cop. Uh, this movie is terrible, but it's still so freaking watchable because he he's amazing. Phil Hartman's amazing. Sinbad is amazing. It, it is so over the top that it's... It's like an extended Saturday Night Live skit. It is, but it's so it's so... Yeah, it's so over the top that it's definitely it's infinitely watchable that you know people watch it every year at Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, sure. uh, but this is my favorite moment of the entire film: uh, his conversation with Phil Hartman over the phone about his wife's cookies. Innuendo. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my number five pick. Um, oh, so yeah. let's uh, go over some that didn't make the cut. Well, we should do a recap first, huh? Let's recap before we do some bench warmers. 
All right, Josh, give me your recap of your favorite Arnie moments. All right, so um, see if I can remember what order I actually put them in. I noted for you here. Oh, look at this. How nice of him. <laughs> yeah, the opening the of Terminator 1, the visual effects, and when we first get to meet our action star. Your naked action star. Yes, yes. And then, of course, kindergarten cop. Um, you know, kindergarten's like the ocean, you know. Don't worry, I got everything under control. And then... Um, Commandos, one-liners, don't uh, bother my friend, he's dead tired, and I promised to kill you last, Sully, I lied. Terminator 2 chase scene, um, the commander, the commando uh, mall had a just uh, display of power inside the mall. And that's my top five. All right, Jamie, go. Okay, so my top five is the Terminator 2 intro. I need your, your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Um, the uh, kindergarten cop, it's not a tumor. Uh, number three, no. Yeah, no, that's right. Number three, uh, total recalls, consider the divorce. <laughs> I'm so mad at this. Number four, last action heroes, <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers. And <laughs> number five, uh, pumping iron. I'm coming everywhere. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. My. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's just, you know, I pop iron and I'm coming. I feel like I'm coming. So it's the greatest feeling to be me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How do you follow that? All right. My number. <laughs> get two brothers on a podcast <laughs> my number one is predator dutch and dylan handshake with arm flex dylan uh my number two is police school when kindergarten cop my number three is killing the t1000 hasta la vista baby and my number four is twins I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. And number five is Jingle All the Way. Put the cookie down. And so, Josh, <laughs> let's hear a bench warmer. Oh, a bench warmer. Um, I was telling Jamie about this film that I recently just watched for the first time. It's a 1979 film. Um, so it's way before most of his films. It's called The Villain. Have you ever seen it, Ian? Well, this is a classic spaghetti western. And when I say classic, I mean piece of crap. <laughs> um, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Anne Margaret, and Kirk Douglas. Yes, Kirk Douglas plays the outlaw, the, the bad guy, the villain. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is the um, well-meaning sheriff in a small town that doesn't understand sexual innuendo. <laughs> and Mar and Margaret throws herself at him over and over again, and he never understands exactly what's happening. She asked him uh, at one point at a campfire, they're all by themselves, she asked him something to the effect of, would you like to sleep over here? And he just says something stupid like, there's not enough room. And just one thing after another. 
And Kirk Douglas, you wouldn't expect him to play such a goofy individual, but he seemed like a villain from a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Man, if she dressed up like a dumbbell, though. Yes. Things have been wrong. <laughs> All right. All right, Jamie, go. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Sure. Um, well, uh, I like the fake smiles in Terminator, um, where he's trying to learn to smile. It's like, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's like so bad. But one of the things that I like about it is, is it's like, it's that attempt to show growth, even with the machine, because, you know, AI machines can learn. Um, it's just a little bit differently and it's a little bit creepy, but it's kind of like humanizing this cybernetic organism. So I like it. All right. My my honorable mention, my, my bench warmer is going to be Predator. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Do it. Come on, do it now. Kill me. <laughs> He's on and on trying to coax the, the Predator who's not buying his shit. Uh, into coming and falling into his trap and it doesn't work but yeah that's my first bench warmer Josh Josh, you got another one well one of the uh, scenes I wrote down from kindergarten cop that nobody else used um, one of my favorite scenes is uh, when he realizes the kid was eating other people's lunches and he asked him (laughs) are you eating other kids are you eating your own lunch and he's like no he just picks him up by the the collar and says you mean you're eating other kids lunches Stop it! And he just kind of spits the Cheetos out of his mouth all over on his chest. Scene ends. Are these all your lunches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my that's one of the my favorite ones to quote for sure. <laughs> Jamie, go. All right. Um, honestly, one of the one of the ones I really like is uh, it's another Terminator too, and I. I you know, sorry that I can't be more uh, diverse with my picks here, <laughs> but um, it's the one where they're on the payphone and he's calling the stepmom and he's impersonating John Connor's voice. Uh, you know, he's not actually, it's, you know, obviously a dub over, but uh, it's like, what's, the, what's your dog's name? It's Rex or whatever. How's Wolfie doing? <laughs> Well, if he's fine here, click. Your parents are dead. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, okay. <laughs> I just love that. I, I just love that scene. Yeah, he's very lifeless for sure. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably good. That's the only way he can keep from being like unintentionally funny or just like so it's comical almost like, but I don't know if it's because of his accent and maybe that's so terrible to <laughs> think guy sounds funny. Cause, cause you know, he ain't from around here or something, but that's not, it's he's, he's got a certain sense of charm and it's disarming, but it's also like going, Hmm. Yeah. But he could physically pick me up and throw me over my house. So, you know, there's, there's an intimidation there that's implicit in the muscles. All right. So my last one, I'm stuck between two. So I will add the other one together. I'll add the other one to my closing statement. This is from a movie. I watched a bunch with a friend of mine. Um, it's called end of days. And, uh, 
it's sort of this apocalyptic type movie, but he's face to face with the devil. And he says, you are nothing. You are a choir boy compared to me, a choir boy. <laughs> I can, only Arnold can come face to face with Satan himself and, and to call him a choir boy. <laughs> so that's a, that's a, that's it. That's all. That's a wrap on our favorite Arnie moments. Thank you all for listening. Jamie, you got anything? Closing thoughts? Josh? Anybody? I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, but I want to uh, leave you all with a question and uh, ask you what is best in life? The answer is to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> How do we not talk about Conan the Barbarian? I haven't seen it in forever. If I ever watched the whole thing straight through. It's kind of, it's super cheesy. It's super yeah. campy. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it since I was a kid. Yeah. It's super campy, but it's, it's fun. It's a fun, uh, the action's kind of lackluster, but it's his first breakout role, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. Mm-hmm. That was my other moment. Fair enough. All right. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Tweet Hole. Uh, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go ahead. You can close this out, Jamie. Oh, now, now I can? Yeah, I had to. This has been the Cine Siblings Podcast. I'm Ian. And I'm James. And I'm Josh. Until next time. Go listen to my dog's bark. Or don't. Don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Go watch a new movie. Or catch an old one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cine Siblings Pod.